get stuffed. Hello and welcome back to Double Stuff Cinema. This is episode number 73. I'm Tyler. I'm Shrey. And I'm Andrew. And we've got one guest here with us today uh, joining us for this episode. Uh, We'll let him introduce himself. Uh, Hello, everyone. My name is Evan. Uh, This is Evan's first time on the pod. He's Andrew's friend uh, from college. Uh, Mm -hmm. We all just met him today. Tyler, why don't you intro the topic since it's your choice so this is the third uh guilty pleasure episode that we've been doing and today's uh film is the star wars the clone wars movie that's right <laughs> the movie not the show uh it came out in 2008 it's computer animated and it's uh by dave filoni the same guy that did the show so um i think that the biggest thing for me it, well, let's first of all just start with this Rotten Tomatoes score. It's got an eighteen percent, so you know, <laughs> you know that, that this was not a well-received movie. Um, Do we have an IMDb really. score? Um, let's see. Because you know, I yeah, feel like five point nine out of ten. I feel like it's really hard to get below like a six or a seven on IMDb with all the fanboys out there. But you know, so far I think we're three for three in terms of picking things under that. Yes, it actually fails the IMDb test. It's like mm-hmm. below a sixty percent. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's so that's it's not a well received movie, obviously. Mm. But I do you think it, that's uh, due to part of it being the first Star Wars theatrical release? Um, in that's animated sometime, and and maybe just people expected different things. The introduction of a new character, and just like the the cult fans just like hated it. I think you're onto some things there, Evan. I think that um, maybe maybe it was in a time when the prequels were still uh, not generally liked. I mean, they're still very controversial, but I think that over time the prequels have been, you know, kind of kind of more and more lauded among people. But the Clone Wars at this point was pretty much unheard of. Um, we had obviously there was another. Uh, animated TV show that was very well received, but this was a totally different direction, uh, totally different step. And so I think that at this point, um, not a lot of people had a, a ton of love for these characters. And then, yeah, like you said, you throw in some uh, newer characters like Ahsoka and then Jabba the Hutt's, like, what is it? Zero. Zero. Son. His Zero. uncle. Yeah. Oh. His uncle, right. Or his yeah. like nephew, right. His um, nephew and his uncle were were pretty much, I think, hated pretty much universally from from what I've heard. Um, sure, a lot of people like uh, disliked Ahsoka for the first season or two of the of the television show, and eventually mm-hmm. becomes universally loved. Exactly, exactly. But I think the biggest thing I want to stress with this uh, movie and why I picked it, it's really like the jumping off point for the show. And I think that most people agree the show is good. I absolutely love the show. And so this this movie will always kind of have uh, like a place in my heart in terms of, you know, the Star Wars lore, the Star Wars canon, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so the show, the movie is kind of like a big backdoor pilot for the show. Um, 
I've read that it kind of like takes place in between certain episodes in the show because you know obviously Ahsoka has been there from the beginning of the Clone Wars show uh Mm -hmm. it's so confusing because there's like three Star Wars properties titled Star Wars the Clone Wars it's (laughs) okay but um yeah so Ahsoka's been there from the beginning but then there's like some weird prequel episodes within the Clone Wars show itself where like it's set before even this movie um Personally, so Tyler, you mentioned a lot like this is the jumping off point for the show. Um, I feel personally, I feel like, you know, you take you make this shorter, cut it up into a few episodes and then use that as the first few episodes rather than the movie. Personally, you know, which I guess so is the it was originally people. produced as, as four separate episodes. And then mm-hmm. I think they kind of just decided, hey, let's release some theaters to stir some hype up and um yeah i read that george lucas was having a conversation with the the people producing it and they're like you know what we have the resources we might as well go all out animate it nicely we're gonna make this show already might as well uh start with the bang or something yeah i mean um one thing you can definitely see is that the animation in the movie is better than maybe the first season or two of the show uh because it's definitely like it definitely is a bit cleaner and i think that's because of the slightly bigger budget and the theatrical release um but as soon as the show got started like those first two or three seasons that we've talked about that's some rough animation there well to be um, fair i don't think the movie has particularly great animation either yeah, but also it it's a product of it being from 2008 and yeah I do oh, not think the movie had that great animation. I think I have a unique um, perspective because I haven't seen the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of us here, but I thought the animation was kind of strange. I thought it was kind of interesting that they modeled the animated characters after the actors in the prequels. I thought that was cool. I mean, I so I'm not saying the animation is good. But like I did, I did rewatch the show like last year, the year before, and I I do remember like texting Tyler and Neil because it was like my first time properly watching it that like I hated the animation in the first three seasons, and this was noticeably an improvement over that, but also it still got all of the complaints or most of the complaints that I had with those, which is that the act or like the animation on the humans is very robotic. I've seen like that being a very common complaint from critics at the time is that like they move very robotically and you can't mm-hmm. like, it's like the humans are droids basically. Everything's yeah. like very rigid. I think mm-hmm. uh, I do kind of like the, the lightsaber duels are still pretty good. Yeah. The, the lightsabers look pretty good. Um, they perfected it. I think in season seven was the last season. They perfected the look the of their motion animated, yeah, of their animated lightsabers. But this was, you know, reasonably enough good uh, as a starting point. Yeah. Um, I guess one thing I wanted to know is, you know, when everyone got introduced to the movie, because I know Andrew said he just saw it like yesterday for the first time. Uh, what about everyone else, Tyler? So I don't remember exactly when i saw it i think that it was probably within like the year that it came out because i remember being pretty young and it being like a a big 
deal. So that was probably sometime in elementary school, like mid elementary school. Um, and back then, obviously I thought it was the the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Um, obviously you're not really paying attention to the animation or the story or any of that. You're just like, Oh, this is awesome. This is star Wars. Uh, and so I think watching it recently was a little bit jarring, (laughs) a little bit of a shock. (laughs) You got, Obviously, the animation is um, even at that time. I think, like we've talked about, is is a bit of a shock, you know. But it, it's barnyard esque. It is barnyard esque. Well, I think yeah. it's worse than barnyard. Okay, barnyard was not uh, that bad. <laughs> uh, I disagree, Andrew. But I I will compare it to barnyard. You just don't like, like the udders on the cows. That's true. <laughs> um, I personally, I think the first time I saw it. I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I think I saw it like whenever it premiered, I I think it played on like Disney Channel or Cartoon Network. So I saw whatever premiere it was because I remember being like excited seeing the ads for Mm -hmm. that and then being like, oh, I'm staying up. I'm watching this. (laughs) Staying up till eight o'clock. Just like Tyler, this 100% became my personality for like six months, maybe, Uh, you know, like I thought Ahsoka was great. I thought all the new animation style was really cool because, uh, you know, I wasn't a huge enough Star Wars fan to like care about being faithful to any designs or, you know, originals or anything like that. Um, I thought Asajj Ventress was really cool. I thought Dooku's look in this was cool, even though I kind of hate the Clone Wars look of Dooku, uh, who's who I mentioned is one of my favorite favorite Sith characters uh, way back in our Jedi versus Sith rankings um but yeah uh i don't think i think i may have watched it one more time after that uh because i have it on dvd but i haven't touched that in years and then i most recently watched it like yesterday in preparation for this so definitely a big thing that same thing that happened with tyler where it's like yeah this is not as great as i remember it being Hmm, interesting i I remember it slightly differently. Um, I remember seeing the movie in theaters. Um, I saw it a couple months ago. I watched it earlier today. And I grew up a huge Star Wars fan. I loved the prequels. Um, I don't think this movie caught my attention very much. Um, Like you said, you saw it and you became a fan of Ahsoka and uh, Ventress. I remember seeing it, but I don't remember it taking over my interests in the prequel era fandom for whatever reason. Uh, I guess I was too busy as a kid just running around and hitting my neighborhood friends with the plastic lightsabers to dive into the lore until a little bit later in life. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I watched the, the whole like six movies that had come out at that point. I think I watched them like the same year that this came out. So it wasn't as like big of a part of my life at that point. Right. So it was very easy for this to, you know, kind of take over. I don't know if it was the same for you, Tyler. What do you know when you roughly watched them? Um, when I watched the original Star Wars movies, yeah, um, definitely before this. the The original trilogy was before this movie, and I remember like hearing, kind of like you, hearing that this was coming out and being super excited because at this point, I actually don't know if I had seen all of the prequels. I maybe mm-hmm. had seen like a couple, and so. I think this was just kind of a 
a nice introduction to that era. I remember like, yeah, I remember like going and I think I was probably commander Cody for like three Halloweens or something. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, I mean, it was just massive for me. I, I think that, you know, looking back on it, you just have like so much nostalgia built up that mm-hmm. it totally affects how you feel about it now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I watched all the, pretty much all the Star Wars movies last fall. And I will say this movie was extremely forgettable compared to everything else. I mean, I, don't I think it is far from the worst Star Wars movie, though. By oh. far. Oh, man. I don't know. So, like, Evan, it, it I don't know if we bad. can go into um, Star Wars rankings because that might oh. take another couple we, hours. We definitely <laughs> could. If, if you got... If you have an idea of them, or like if you want to take okay. a few moments, to like you know, oh, put gosh. them together. No, I can do it off the top of my head. The Ewok yeah. movies are horrible. They're so hard to watch, mm-hmm. and I am a very forgiving Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. I will sit. Oh, you're, you're talking about like Caravan of Courage, those. Exactly, those movies are okay. awful. They're so hard to watch. Um, I know most yeah. Star Wars fans like love to hate on the holiday special, and to be fair, it's pretty bad. It's like silly and weird, but. Mm-hmm. The Ewok movies are just like so 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 unenjoyable. There's I, there's nothing I can praise about them. At least the holiday special is like weird yeah. enough that I, I think Evan need... for for us we were looking at the eleven plus this animated one, and I think that like when we did our rankings, we typically don't include those guys. But I think it's pretty safe to say that um, the Ewok movies would probably be at the bottom or you yeah, know sure. bottom. Couple. I mean. When it comes to the main series, I absolutely love them all. Mm-hmm. I could do a I ranking, see. but it's a it's like a mother picking a favorite child. <laughs> I mean, I do feel like that'd a... be interesting for us, you know, yeah. uh, to kind of see whose list he kind of aligned with. Andrew also kind of hasn't given us like an update on where he Gosh. landed after watching them all. I don't even remember it. I don't think. I do remember, I think you said three was your favorite, which I feel like makes sense. That one was pretty awesome. Yeah. You, you said you awesome. like three, eight, and I think like four or five. Or maybe yeah. both of them. I don't think eight was above four and five. Yeah. But it was better than I think general consensus says. Yeah. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Better than the last one. Better than nine. Yeah. So yeah, Evan, do you have you know a rough idea of where you put them? Uh, my favorite movies are probably three, four, five, and nine. I'm a big sequel fan. Um, okay, movies are probably two, um, eight, and six, and then like all right, I'll watch them is like one, and I I think Solo's pretty bad. I'd also put Rogue One in. Uh, very good. Yeah. That's what, yeah. what about uh, Force Awakens? Oh, seven is it's all right to good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this uh, scale you're using. Uh, I, I would. I don't know. It's like a B, B, B yeah. plus, B tier. <laughs> yeah. I think all of us except for Andrew had agreed on five as the best one. Um, and then Tyler, Neil, and I also had the same bottom three, which was originally, I think, like, it was, it went solo, then uh, two, then one, 
or one then two but then we moved it so solo was at the bottom all of us so we all have the same I, bottom i'm three. glad you grew that i think solo is pretty awful yeah i just don't think it's very interesting yeah um, i think two has some spirit to it it's really interesting yeah uh, it's where a lot of the plot of the confederacy is unraveled and the introduction of dooku is super interesting mm -hmm. um i think geonosis fight's amazing too yeah, I think two's really fun, especially yeah. with the nostalgia factors. A kid like the all the Jedi and uh, Yoda fighting, mm -hmm. a lot of interesting stuff there. Yeah, we definitely ended up agreeing that two was better than you know the hate it gets. Yeah, even if it's not Dexter. really good. Yeah, sure. Dexter Jetster, <laughs> Dexter Jetster, and uh, Coleman Trevor, Coleman two greatest Trevor. characters. I don't know why you like Dexter so much. He's just a fun, you know, greasy. Uh, I know he's like a guy. cool character, but you don't understand. Shrey is obsessed <laughs> with him. I, Shrey I has honestly a think unique passion for him. I think it's a shame he didn't show up in the Clone Wars movie or show, because I feel like that's the perfect place to use him. You know, get the backstory for why uh, Obi Wan, you know, kind of knows him. And why does Dexter know about the Rishi maze? It seems kind of like this weird, obscure knowledge. Although. Exactly. You know, he's like an information broker working in the underground streets of Coruscant. You know, who knows what he sees. Right. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, let's get back to the you know, <laughs> Clone Wars. Uh, Andrew, I think you should be the one to give us, you know, kind of the rough plot summary. You want a haven't plot done summary? Yes. Yeah. Just a rough okay. one. You don't have I'll... to do it fully. In okay, so I, I was a little confused at the beginning because I'm not like, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, so I don't know the... The, uh, the opening or, scene um, is the the battle of Chris Christophus. Mm -hmm. Okay, but there's like it gives like this narrative intro that I was I don't think I was listening to it as much as I should have been. <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on, but they're they're fighting on a planet, and I don't think I should be the one to give this summary. Sure, we'll let Tyler summarize it then because okay. it's Tyler's pick. Yeah, so basically, I mean, Andrew's got the setup correct. There's You just open with this battle. Um, we've got the typical clones being led by uh, Jedi generals against a droid army. Um, and the unique thing about this one is that, you know, we get Anakin and Obi-Wan. And I think pretty early on, um, like almost immediately, you, you meet Ahsoka, who um, becomes Anakin's Padawan, which is... Uh, which is obviously a huge moment for for the show and and for the movie, but you don't really realize it at the time. Also, like um, huge for Star Wars, like period. Yeah, exactly. Which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, anyways, right? And because they don't get along, the the, the mm -hmm. movie makes a bit of a point about how um, you know Anakin doesn't really want a Padawan and doesn't really like Ahsoka because she's similar to him in a lot of ways. Uh, even in even in the movie, I think they do a pretty good job of um, you know setting that foundation up um and essentially as the uh movie uh progresses the um republic wins uh that first battle and ahsoka and anakin kind of start to get along they start to you know work together a little bit more uh and then the pretty much the biggest part of this movie uh following that opening battle is when jabba the hutt you know from from the original trilogy his uh, nephew, if I have that right, gets kidnapped um, by Count Dooku. 
And so this is, you know, just another one of his schemes, his plots, and it's to try to get, uh, you know, uh, the try to blame this on the Jedi, essentially. Um, and then, uh, you know, get Jabba to ally with the Separatists. So basically the rest of this movie is the Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka trying to rescue Rada, is his name, uh, from, oh from the Separatists uh, and from Count Dooku. And there's a really cool character, Asajj Ventress, that gets introduced. You have a couple great lightsaber duels. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty much... You, oh, character named uh, Zero, who's, you know, Jabba's... Uh, is it... Uncle? uncle? Yeah. Yeah, Uncle, yeah. right. Thank you. Yeah. You said Asajj Ventress is introduced here. She's actually, I think the first time she appeared in Star Wars stuff was like that early animated oh, show. Oh, the, the 2003 yeah. show? You're yep, right. That's right. But You're yeah, right. nobody had seen her like, or like, I don't think enough people saw that show to like really know who she was until this, uh, until the movie is where right. people became a fan of her. Yeah. Um, You know, basic yeah. plot wise, I feel like it's kind of low stakes. A Star Wars I know movie. I have a major complaint with the plot. So <laughs> this is this is kind of a small thing, but at one point, like Jabba's nephew is he's sick or something when they're rescuing him, and then they can't go help the clone troopers in the battle because they have to return Jabba's nephew before he dies of sickness. <laughs> he does not look that sick in the animation, and he's also cured in like two minutes. Yeah, I mean, clearly so it's very I, uh, with medicine on the ship they were on. I yeah. don't under, I don't know. I did not like that they abandoned the clones there. Yeah, clones were dying um, all over the place. I think that's clone abuse. Yeah, I feel like this was so low stakes, which is why I was so underwhelmed by it this time. Was you know like they're returning. Jabba's son, but like nobody really cares about it that much. You know, like the Republic is at stake, but also not really. It was the Outer Rim trade routes, straight. I don't. It's, yeah. it's the the hut space, and yeah. I mean, not only are they going to lose hut space. Well, okay, first of all, I agree it's not very high stakes, but <laughs> yeah. in the context of the movie, Dooku has manipulated Zero. So mm-hmm. when Zero takes over the Hut Empire, the Confederacy will now control Hut space, which is like this very lucrative area of space because it controls uh, three like prominent hyperspace lines. Mm-hmm. The lines. Yeah, I also I think know. it's crazy that like I feel like Zero is a pretty important part of the plot. You don't find out he's part of the plot until I looked and it was like twenty minutes from the end. Right. Yeah, it's weird. He's the most, he's one of the biggest catalysts in the entire plot. And he doesn't appear except for like two scenes that are each like 30 seconds long. But he's also the most annoying character in the entire movie. I hate him. I hate his voice so much. It's so, it's such a weird choice (laughs) for voice, especially like when you have Jabba who just doesn't speak English. And then you have his English speaking uncle who's super annoying and like fully just a cartoon character and doesn't really feel like in line with the star wars universe yeah. you know was, there are characters that have weird voices in the star wars universe but i feel like it doesn't work for zero 
I was confused on why he speaks English. Is there like an explanation for this or just my assumption is it's just that like he lives on Coruscant, but also like you run into aliens everywhere who don't speak the language. So I feel like it doesn't. Well, because I assume Jabba knows English and he just refuses to speak it because he's too proud. Yeah. That's just I feel like, like it's because an interesting kind of... theory. <laughs> I feel I like know. it's also it's... just like, you know, Jabba's an established character, so they can't suddenly have him speak English, but Zero's like a new one and they're just like, yeah, screw it. Also, I think Jabba's English. nephew was a fantastic introduction <laughs> is he in anything else no at Andrew, all he's been compared to the ice age baby far too many times for him to appear in anything <laughs> he looks else. i think it's actually like strange that, baby. um this was supposed to kick off the the show and they don't ever bring him back i think he like if you look up his credits on wikipedia he technically is in an, an episode but like just probably in the background um, whereas Zero does have prominence in an arc yeah, with big time. Bane. That's pretty interesting. But they never bring back uh, Rhoda, which is kind of weird. I don't think Jabba's even in the Clone Wars show. I like Rhoda. Um, if he is, it's pretty minimal. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, if he is, it's probably with Rado. Well, Rado. there is an episode in the, the arc with... Um, Quinlan Vos, where they go to like explore some of the the hut lore, and they see like the matriarch uh, of the huts. There might be in that episode. Yeah, I mean, uh, if it was early seasons of Clone Wars, there's not a chance that I'm going to remember that because early seasons <laughs> Clone Wars feels a lot like this movie. It, oh, it with the exception of a few arcs. There's a couple. Yes, of in there. a few arcs are good, but. Uh, that's a big criticism, I think, is that it it definitely is not very memorable, and I feel like it's because it's them trying to find their tone, trying to figure out what they are exactly. Right. Which, I agree. Yeah, it's understandable, but maybe you know, like you take a couple more years to make this and figure out what it actually is is and what it's supposed to be before you like just throw it out there and it's kind of you know, not the best. So not as a movie, how do you think it compares as a Clone Wars arc compared to the arcs in the rest of the show? Uh, yeah. I also feel like it's different from the arcs because, you know, like the, uh, it's like, you know, it's setting up plot for later. So it's not directly like, you know, doing a lot of character development. It's just, I feel like the whole point of the movie is just to like, you know, get Anakin and Ahsoka to, you know, get on the same page by the end of the movie and to kind of be friends. I feel like that's the only real thing it's accomplishing in terms of setup. It's creating that relationship. Whereas I feel like, you know, some of my favorite arcs are dealing with actual character development, like the one uh, where like Anakin discovers like he's one of the most important pieces of the force on that like planet with the dark and the light. Mortis. Yeah. Yeah. Mortis. That was a, that's one of my favorite arcs um, for sure yeah i feel like uh, my least favorite arcs on clone wars were were the ones where it's mostly just them doing a mission you know a multi-episode mission and i feel like that's what this is 
because those it felt like you could do it in one episode if not like maybe two yeah i think that because of the introduction of like so many important characters and also like andrew was saying some good lightsaber fights um this would probably be like you know kind of mid-tier maybe a little bit lower in like that that mid-tier category if they had gone through with the four episodes like we were talking about earlier i don't think Mm -hmm. there's anything crazy that jumps out um the fact that it was first though you can't just put that aside completely you know i think that that gives it some uh some credit yeah so you said you you it didn't stand out to you because of character development what about um just like purely action maybe there's some things that are interesting like the the vertical scaling of the of like the i don't know how to describe it like this temple oh on, yeah the, the, the wall thing it's kind of yeah. interesting. Um, it was interesting. I I feel like Clone Wars also, um, you know, lightsaber fights was really the only memorable action images that I can you know really remember in terms of the show. So the clone action is nothing crazy. Like a lot of it's the same, just showing waves of droids coming at waves of exactly. Clones. Um, one moment I wanted to talk about comes like right at the beginning in that early fight and it shows. So there's like a clone trooper who rushes at a droid and punches him. Yeah. And like and he's, he's like, like ah. he hurts his hand, but literally five seconds later, like Cody comes in and he kicks and like punches two droids and he's completely fine. Cause he's Cody. Cause Cody's a boss. He's, he's obviously <laughs> got brass knuckles under his. Uh, Cody's gloves. built different. Yeah. But yeah, uh, action-wise, you know, I did notice that watching it though. Yeah, action-wise, I think there's like, I think Ventress fights Obi Wan at one point. Right, that's, she has a double-bladed saber. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's the really only the biggest one I can remember. I do remember I Anakin it, fighting Dooku, but that's not really that interesting. It's it's pretty short as well. Yeah, I kind of liked the the big kind of battle going on in the beginning between the clones and the droids. Right. You have interesting uh, tactics by Anakin and Mm -hmm. I don't know. Here's another question for you all. Um, There's a tactic that is kind of like a running gag in the clone wars, which is like committing war crimes. And the way that they win this (laughs) mission is that Kenobi falsely surrenders. Oh, yeah. Um, and which is later done in like season seven and yep. exactly. do it a co- there's like youtube videos you can find of like here are all the war crimes they committed <laughs> in star wars how do you feel about uh that tactic that kenobi uses and i thought that was so dirty like <laughs> how can a jedi do this this is not this can't be the jedi way yeah they don't care Fake, faking surrender and then eliminating your opponent yeah definitely feels you know not entirely in line with their character morals, but also I feel like I didn't care as much as I might have if that happened in a movie. Like if Ewan McGregor did that in like, if he did that in episode three, I'd be kind of pissed at, I'd kind of be pissed at that moment in episode three. But here I'm like, it's dumb, but you know. In the cartoon medium, you say it kind of works as a joke. Yeah. Which is, I'm sure the intention and, yeah. How it is you got to remember it that it, you know, the difference between like this movie and episode three is that like this movie was completely targeted towards 
a much younger audience, I think. I mean, obviously, with mm-hmm. the PG-13 uh, rating, I think for episode three, they couldn't quite get, you know, all the things they wanted to do uh, in, in an animated movie, I'm sure, in terms of the warfare. So yeah. you got to keep that in mind when discussing this kind of thing. And children yeah. don't understand war crimes yet, so it's fun. Right. <laughs> so it's just fun. <laughs> yeah. I I do. So we mentioned, you know, like, them not really knowing where they're going with the show at this point and I feel like a big part of that is like what you mentioned where this is very targeted towards kids and I feel like Clone Wars's biggest turning point where it figured out what it was was around the Mortis arc it's the Mortis arc where it like realizes that it can handle stuff that's a bit darker a bit heavier and not entirely geared towards the kids Mm -hmm. um and I feel like you know Obviously, the show can't pick up, at, it can't start at the Mortis arc, but that's where it really found itself. So this kind of is hurt by that, you know, like targeting itself entirely towards kids, which it works, I guess, as like a kid's piece of entertainment. It could work as like, you know, an intro to Star Wars for younger kids, maybe. But also, I feel like episode four could be that episode one could kind of be that, too. You know? I don't think so. Yeah, I would never I would never recommend starting with one, but I would say as an introduction to Star Wars, one works better than this for me. Yeah, I would agree. I wouldn't start I wouldn't want to show anyone this is the first piece of media from Star Wars. Like, I don't think that, that yeah, would that's be why I was kind of confused when I started watching it, because you're kind of just thrown right into what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's no like there's no real starter end of the movie is just like a chunk of time that they put into the movie. Yeah. I also think a big thing is, um, you know, Clone Wars, as great of a show as it ended up being, you're not really going to expect a ton of people to watch the show. Like, I don't think the, the viewership for it is that high compared to anything else Star Wars related because it's a show. It's got seven seasons with like 20 episodes each it's a lot of time commitment so if you're going to watch anything clone wars related it's probably this and you watch this and ahsoka's introduced as anakin's apprentice and then she still is his apprentice by the end of the movie and so you only watch this and it's like all right but then like what the frick what the fuck happens to her you know (laughs) how does she exist why is she here and i get like you know the show's kind of supposed to explain that but i feel like maybe it would have been better off just introduce like if they did a movie and a show introduce ahsoka in the show so that you know the movie can doesn't have to deal with introducing her this is an important question does she continue to call r2 r2 in the show <laughs> no she doesn't okay that was but really does continue to call her snips in the rest of the show yeah I'm she calls okay him sky that. guy a bit too right Sky Guy was a little weird. I don't know. Yeah. There's definitely I was gonna say there's there's like a noticeable change in her character and in some of the, the ways that like you know uh, Anakin and Ahsoka communicate after the movie. And I, I do think that Dave Filoni like heard some of the criticism <laughs> and then like worked it into the show a little bit differently, especially like in later seasons, because their relationship like matures in a big way you know what i mean it's it's less like all these like kind of jokes and it's more like oh my gosh like this is seriously emotionally impacting anakin and you know 
we obviously know what happens there. Yeah. Um, I guess we should, you know, kind of talk about Ahsoka because I feel like she's the big, you know, I guess you could call her the main character of the movie uh, other than maybe Anakin. But I feel like this is really her movie because it's her big introduction. Um, but yeah, so what did you guys think of her, you know, first time or even this time watching it? I know I said I, you know, first time I was really, I really liked her, but curious what you guys thought. Again, I kind of think it's, uh, it's fine, somewhat forgettable. She kind of just blends in, um, but I'm in a good way. Not offensive, like fits into the world nicely. Um, so there's no, not a lot of problems there for me. Yeah, I would say you don't really learn that much about her. So she's kind of just like an, another character in there. Right. Um, she has like one scene, which is like the magma guards. And, you know, she's like compassionate because of zero. Uh, she's caring for the, the child, but you don't learn much about her. It's, yeah. And there's like some stuff where she doesn't want to be treated young, but she also is young. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, there's yeah. there's not a ton going on, like for, for the course of an entire movie. So... Yeah, I would say I yeah. kind of wanted a little more information on what's going on. I think the biggest thing is that some of her dialogue is just written in kind of a really strange, um, I guess, kind of childish way that I, I, I understand completely why a lot of people really don't like her character in this movie. And I think that why a lot of people were like hesitant to like trust that character going into the show. Um, I like watching it the first time didn't really care too much. You're not looking at that, but then watching it again, watching it again, and you know, this is obviously like with knowing everything that happens to her in the show and what she goes through and the way the character evolves. I am not a huge fan of the way she's presented in, uh, in the Clone Wars movie. I, I do think it kind of, they, yeah, she's, she's young, she's naive, they're trying to sell that, but I think that they could have done it in a better way. Like, look at what they're doing with uh, Omega in the, bag, in the Bad Batch. I think it's a little bit more well done. Yeah, uh, I mean, I gotta agree with you. Watching it this time was a really weird and confusing experience, because, you know, I've seen her whole arc, and, you know, the growth of her character, and I've liked her as a character for the past few years now. But watching this, like now, I I couldn't stand her, honestly. Like, it she's basically you know all of the complaints you had about Anakin in Episode One, just you know kind of heightened, because it I guess it's more irritating to me because you know that uh, what happened with Episode One with Anakin, and you're not seeing them like kind of learn from their mistakes in terms of making a young character like be shown as you know just kind of unwise or kind of like you know kiddish they they haven't kiddish yeah yeah, they haven't learned how to make that not annoying in nine years of filmmaking Mm -hmm. right and they and then that's definitely the direction her character development takes once the show gets its footing they kind of act, they like no all right people don't like Ahsoka we're gonna make her likable and they do their approach is kind of like a 
things are going to get worse before they get better. And so what they do to her character is have her make mistakes. Uh, there's like one episode that sticks out to me is when she like disobeys an order from Anakin and she's like, stays on the front line and they're trying to retreat and she ends up costing them the mission. And everyone's like, Oh, that, what an annoying action. But that's also the, the one her character starts developing. And then, you know, season three and onwards, she starts becoming very competent. You see her on her own in the, the like, Trandoshan Hunters arc, you kind of see her on her own for the first time. And then that's where I think her character really picks up. Here, her character is kind of just like nothing. It's just like a, here's a Padawan who's going to fight. Yeah, here's, here's like comedic relief. And then, yeah. Yeah. And also, she's the comedic relief. She doesn't really fail, right? Like, she does, she doesn't listen to Anakin all the time, but it kind of generally works out for her, I would say, in this. Which is another thing that's frustrating is, you know, like if you're going to make a character annoying and the point is that like they're supposed to be annoying and then they'll grow and learn. If none of that happens in this movie, you know, like them making the mistakes for learning moments, it kind of just makes them annoying for the future, which is not a fun way to experience a movie. I think probably the main thing this movie is lacking is that it's supposed to be a piece of a story mm-hmm. and right. as a standalone movie. It is not yeah. very good. Yeah. I would strongly caution you just have people, the, the whole thing. Yeah. I, I would like advise against people going and watching this movie by itself. Like if you're going to do it, watch it with the show, watch it in the context of the prequels. Um, mm-hmm. It'll make a lot more sense. And I think some of its flaws will be kind of covered up. Um, and reinforced by the other media around it. Yeah. Um, I saw a TikTok recently of someone recommending the order to watch Star Wars in, and they they had the worst possible choice that I've like ever Is seen. This movie and it's, first? No, it's everything fully in chronological order. So you watch like... You watch everything exactly where it takes place in the timeline, which I don't think makes any sense because so much of Star Wars, especially when you're getting into like their prequel-esque stuff, it really relies on referencing the original stuff, like everything that came before, where you can't really enjoy them without recognizing those references. And a big thing with that is Clone Wars. Like, you know, Clone Wars, you're kind of supposed to... uh, I feel like if you watch Clone Wars and then watch episode three and that's the first time you're watching them again, you're going to get the question of where's Ahsoka? What, why is this? Why is all that happening? Um, But you know, there's all the foreshadowing of Anakin's turn to the dark side and everything like that. The Obi-Wan Anakin relationship gets foreshadowed a lot everywhere. But yeah, that's just one thing I wanted to bring up is. I would never recommend anyone watch anything besides release order unless you're like a fan doing your like third or fourth rewatch of something right um yeah you make a great point about uh one of the best parts of the clone wars for me was the foreshadowing of anakin and and kind of grounding his fall to the dark side more in prophecy 
of like him being the chosen one, which was brought up in the first movie. Like, what does this mean? What is this forced prophecy? And I used to actually have a really hard time watching the third movie because it's just like, it's like hard to watch where like, Oh, look at this. Look, the, the bad guys win. This sucks. Like they're so close. Uh, like Mace died and like that was so preventable and all the Jedi died. And I was like, Oh my God, I hate watching this. Um, it's brutal. And then yeah. watching the show, I was like, okay, it's not great, but it was a little bit more prophesized in the force. This is fine. His downfall was, co- it was coming and there's a little bit more explanation to it. I think that's one of the strongest things the show does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess my, my biggest takeaway is that this is not the show and because of that, it hurts it. Right. I mean, I would never, I would also never recommend someone watch this movie unless they've seen the show or they were specifically looking to do like a complete watch of, they were saying, I haven't seen this show. I'm going to watch all of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And unless they were really set out to watch it, like I think the first two seasons of the show are pretty awful. And if I were to recommend it to someone now, maybe they liked Mandalorian and they wanted to see Ahsoka, I'd say, like, watch season seven only. Or if you're a fan, watch season six and seven. And unless you're, like, really looking for something to do, watch all of it and then maybe the show. Yeah. Yeah. I have to watch the show now because I saw the movie. Yeah. I think you do, Andrew. I have to follow through the whole Ahsoka. Andrew, this this has been our plan the whole time. It's the whole reason we did this episode is to get you to finally Clone watch Clone Wars. I think the movie is pretty comparable in quality to most of the show up until around season. Uh, I This may be an unpopular opinion because I know that people like the show. I think the first two seasons are like pretty horrible because it hadn't really found its stride in telling stories and arcs yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the later season does a really good job of doing like... Um, anthological sets of stories three or four episodes at a time um the first ones are kind of just like random missions with clones season like three and a half is where it starts to get interesting for me and then it gets better and better yeah i had the exact same thing for the first two seasons i skipped maybe 50 percent of the episodes or like just kind of click through them um season three I mean, but it's pretty similar to this movie though they're like yeah. they're kind of identical and just like oh they go on a mission exactly and which this- i think is my biggest pro- like that's kind of linking back to my point so, uh you know so not really should memorable. i just start at season three no you should watch so, all of it you should, so, you should yeah. watch all of it. if i yeah okay. i think that like Shrey and Evan, you guys are you guys have some valid points about season one and two, but I also think that you guys might be selling some of the standout episodes from those seasons a little bit short. Like I, I think sure. that there's um you guys remember the um Kit Fisto episode with Grievous's Lair? Like that's that's season one. Mm-hmm. That's a great episode. In okay, my opinion. that's a good episode. The one they introduced the uh, they introduced Domino Squad in season one. You know that's that's pretty important. The episode itself is it's a good episode. I'd say it's, it's above average, nothing special, but like there's important moments, you know. And mm-hmm. yes, there's the there's the Gungan arc, which like obviously we could have done without, but but there are moments in one and two that that make the show watchable. You know, I think pretty early is also the introduction of. Oh shoot! I'm gonna forget his name. The uh, the pirate, uh, Hondo, probably oh, pretty early. Onaka, yeah. 
Uh, I think his story. I think the episode, that's an episode spoiler edger where um, they, it forces Dooku and Obi Wan and Anakin to collaborate, which is kind of interesting. I think surely that's pretty early on in the show, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that might be season two. Um, you have the Ryloth arc that ends season one. Yeah, and that's a, yeah. Okay, don't skip anything. If you're gonna watch this, yeah. if you're gonna commit to Star Wars fandom, don't skip because like you want to get the characters and. Um, Ryloth is early, and that has like tons mm-hmm. of significance for uh, rebels yeah. later on too. And then you um, have um, in the second season, you have uh, Point Rain, the Genosis arc, which is I think the first moment where the show gets like pretty dark with its content, and then it kind of like dabbles with it the rest of season two, and then when it gets to season three, it goes like full, you know, war crimes left and right, <laughs> lots of deaths. <laughs> And uh, after this, I'm gonna watch the war crimes compilation. Uh, so. Is there something in Star Wars, Tyler, that you would say isn't worth watching if you're like 100%ing as it were the fandom? I don't think Rebels. so. I, I don't think the Rebels. show. I think Rebels is actually. Here's a. You're probably gonna disagree with me. I think Rebels is significantly better than the Clone Wars. I think it is amazing. Yeah, and the fandom is is pretty split on it, and I I think there's side I understand both sides. I know the fandom split, but I am a huge fan of Rebels. Yeah, uh, personally for me, I hated the animation style change because it definitely felt a lot more kid oriented than you know Clone sure. Wars became, and similarly, I felt like a lot of the episodes were kind of kid oriented. I feel like season three towards the end got interesting. Season four. I watched a bit of it and I remember it, but all in all, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I definitely skipped a lot of stuff because it just got really uninteresting as, you know, like a villain of the week type episode or something like that. Sure. See, if you're going to talk about like kids oriented, I would say like the show resistance is like, yes, that's hard to watch as a 21 year old. Like I cannot watch it's, little too much for me yeah evan in terms of lore i was about to bring this up the only thing that i would like in all star wars media essentially like this is including like shows video games movies books whatever the only thing that would be difficult i think to get through is resistance like rebels there's there's moments that tie in even with the animation even with the villain of the week like shrey was saying there's moments that tie in that make it important to watch if you're going to go all the way as as a fan but resistance is like it, you know, like it's, you were saying, it's, 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 it's just not, difficult. It's not man. meant for that. Um, right. I would it's say not, skip, there's no not much lore. You know, I would say skip resistance and also solo. Solo really does not add anything to you know the overall story of Star right. Wars. Um, mm. Supposedly, they're trying to add more to that in like upcoming releases. You know, with mm. all of the new uh, Filoni verse coming out, they're probably going to try to bring uh, that. Kira. Kira, her back. Um, but yeah, I totally Most agree. It doesn't happen to kid. I would actually... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, Tyler. Well, I was just going to say that I would actually watch Solo just because you, like, if you're going to get the backstory, if you're going to get the lore on Han Solo, it might not be what you want to see, but it is there. You know what I mean? Like, It is part of the, a big part of his story. But that's yeah. my personal opinion. Yeah. This is kind of a deep cut, but a lot of fans, when they talk about skipping content, they'll talk about skipping the the Callista trilogy, which is uh, it was 
one of the storylines where Luke finds a bay and it's later retconned because he ends up with Mara Jade and people are just like the first this this trilogy is completely awful um the legends books were kind of a lot they varied in quality just because they jump between authors a lot and I think this is the one that is the only one I know that's like unan and unanimously said like don't read this one if you're reading the post uh return of the jedi novels um mm -hmm. just because it's so trash and is retconned mm -hmm. that's fair okay. um i guess do we have any more you know overall thoughts on the clone wars movie before we you know get into deciding whether it's a guilty pleasure if it's actually good or if it's just bad any thoughts there? Uh, I mean, generally, I'm a big fan of Filoni's work. I think he, although, like, I think the biggest downfall of his work was him being, like, just making a children's movie where it doesn't, the opportunities to, like, dive into the universe isn't as offered as much as it is just, like, make an action sequence that's just, like, clones shooting at each other for a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. Um I think his talent comes through a little bit just in terms of his talent being just like tying in the universe to itself. Like a small example might be like um, zero has symbols on his body that represent the, the black sun crime syndicate, which was brought into the canon at that time by him, which was introduced in like the shadows of the empire multimedia project. And so like to go out of the just like bringing stuff in from projects that existed by other creators i think is the strongest thing he can do for mm -hmm. someone who's like an adult fan watching this that's what i get out of it not necessarily like watching clones poorly animated shoot at each other it's the what does it can if i'm going to watch it because i think it contributes to usefulness to the canon i want to see things like that and so floney's the best person to do that definitely I mean, listen, Evan, the only time I want to watch clones shooting at each other is Umbara. I mean, that's... Uh. <laughs> um, I know, I, I generally or, uh, agree. Maybe that match now, too. Yeah, maybe that, too. Um, but, no, I generally agree. I think that this movie, as uh, on its own, like I said, it doesn't function super well, but if you connect it with the rest of the universe, it's it's worth it, and I would recommend that you do watch it. Right. So, Tyler, does that come with a, you know, a guilty pleasure or is it just straight up a good movie for you? <laughs> I think that it's, it is a guilty pleasure because I cannot say that as a movie by itself or even, even part of the story, it really stands out as this great project. So it is a guilty pleasure for me. Mm -hmm. um, I can go next. Uh, sure. Personally for me, you know, this might've been a guilty pleasure if I didn't rewatch it um because i think my memory of it was much better than you know the actual experience of rewatching it again um i do i think maybe if you're younger this is like a guilty pleasure but personally for me i don't enjoy it as a movie you know not a i That's it's guilty in that yeah. i it's guilty in that i don't enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'd agree with Stray definitely. Probably if I was younger, I would enjoy watching it. I mean, I'll still watch it now. My bar for 
watching bad movies is pretty low to be honest i don't know i'll pretty much watch anything mm -hmm. but i would still say it was kind of awful i mean <laughs> it wasn't that bad but not having seen the clone wars i think i was kind of confused and out of context and it didn't go anywhere for me Mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's no context this came before the clone wars Andrew. you're setting yourself up for great i know but nothing happens there's no after context mm -hmm. i think i yeah. i don't know enough about star wars to give it context in my brain i think if the clone wars show didn't exist and we just had this this would look slightly better because there was nothing else really to compare it to but seeing how good the Clone Wars eventually got at storytelling, uh, you know, hurts the look of this because you know that there's so much more that so many more things that are possible with these characters and the medium. Well, it's true. You say there's nothing to compare it to head to head. How do you compare it to the Tartakovsky Clone Wars? Uh, I haven't seen all of those completely, but I enjoy those a lot more because they're much shorter. And yeah, I'd say that they're significantly better. Yeah, you don't. They don't demand a lot of, you know, attention from you. Whereas this is like, Tyler mentioned this before he started. He said he didn't think this was an hour. This is like a hundred minutes, and it definitely felt like it for me. Tyler yeah, said it. Felt I gotta like, like pay best. attention to everything that's happening. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the, yeah, I, I would play the, the Tartakovsky Clone Wars just because now on Disney Plus they put them all in one mm -hmm. one episode if i was going to recommend someone watch this or or that i would say that a hundred times um i'm not sure i would call it a guilty pleasure unfortunately tyler i would i would barely consider this a movie it's it's too <laughs> in, in the sense that it's like it's too reliant on the show it, to me it's like it's just like a spin-off of the show it's it's a movie it's a i mean it was created as episodes for the show they just released it as they made a theatrical release of a segments of the show. So I wouldn't separate them. Tyler looks like it's not a guilty pleasure. Yeah. You're out. I think that I was overruled. <laughs> we've had we've had one of each so far in the first three episodes. The first episode was a guilty pleasure. The last one we did, we decided it was straight up just a good movie. And this one, general consensus was... <laughs> And what was a, a bad movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, man, you but... said uh, what, what were the guilty pleasure and the good movies that you did before this? Oh, uh, the guilty, guilty pleasure, pleasure was Barnyard. Yeah, Barn and the straight okay, up fantastic. good movie was Jennifer's Body. <laughs> okay, I would say that Barnyard is straight up a good movie. I think I think it's really good. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean start, I, I thought it was good, but the, the rating is bad. I have not rewatched in a while, but man, it is. I think, you should uh, the, I think you should rewatch. Yeah, I the think you might have to. The impact of like uh, Otis and his father, and he sings a song as he's dying. Yeah, the featured song. He sings Tom Petty uh, dying. I'm pretty sure like the like the teenager who's like kind of like greasy is hilarious when <laughs> the like the cows mess with him. Yeah, like uh, like I don't know. I just remember like the music and the silliness, like the pizza delivery scene, things like that. Yeah, fantastic. See? It's awesome. uh, and I'm pretty sure the main voice acting is um, Kevin James. Kevin James, exactly. And I found that yeah. out. I was like, "What? The heck? Yeah. That's a good movie. This, this is fine. This is." I I definitely feel like you're gonna have to, you know, pull a Clone Wars and rewatch it 
you know, reconsider. I don't know if I want to like take my <laughs> nostalgia for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that means we don't fully recommend Clone Wars, but we recommend watching Clone Wars and then the show as well. So, you know, I feel that's a pretty fair general consensus of what we thought about this. Uh, Tyler, maybe you'll have better luck with your next pick. Uh, hopefully we get to guilty pleasure on that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Evan, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, I, I always love talking about Star Wars. Thank you for inviting yeah. me. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, this has been Double Stuff Cinema. Thanks for listening. Get stuffed.